Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. Um, first ever Azarum podcast, quite excited. Um, quick disclaimer before we go any further, there is swearing in this podcast. Um, if you are offended by coarse language, uh, we do drop the F-bomb a few times. Nothing malicious, but just a fair warning to tune out now if that kind of thing offends you. Hey, let's let's introduce ourselves, starting from... It's me, it's, it's Dave. Um, it's great to be back on shortwave radio after the allegations made about me, but none of it was true, I'm sure you'll know. Um, so I'm, I'm just glad that you all understand what happened. Um, next to me is Liam. Yeah, and as the alligator in these allegations, I would like to say that they are all 100% true, and what you did to me that last time is not acceptable. Fuck! And I'm Brian, and this is my first ever podcast. Oh, hello. 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 Hi. So, um... So what's the name of this podcast, Brian? Well, it depends. I figured I would, I would pick a witty, a witty uh, out-of-context phrase uh, to use as the title, based on our discussion. What, like Spot the Ball competition? Yes, precisely like Spot the Ball. Except without fabulous prizes. And pensioners. <laughs> they're under his shorts, because that's where the balls are. So uh, what are we talking about first? Uh, okay, so like, this is uh, the first podcast that will be hosted on Zara, and hopefully it won't be the last. Um, and I'm just get a fucking fist fight <laughs> 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 over a, a massive disagreement about the iPhone. But I mean, re- regardless, that would, that would be quality material. Yeah, it would be great. That anyway. um, and I figure we're just going to talk about games, pop culture, movies, mm-hmm. maybe maybe hardware to an extent as well. But like, yeah. we're, we're all from like kind of similar interests. Yeah. Uh, to to some degree, I think it's a shared interest in games, and to some degree, tech as well. Um, so it's probably just going to centre mostly around that kind of thing, I would imagine. Yeah, and it's it's not your guys' first rodeo. I mean, I've poached you guys to to commandeer this yeah. title uh, from your previous podcast, yeah. which was. <laughs> Can you say the name? Earlier. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Oh, you might remember me and Dave from Fuck Video Games. <laughs> It, it burned. It burned bright, but lasted very short. <laughs> yeah, I think it um, reached just a point where episodes got longer. Yeah, it was like two hours long. Us talking about how much we liked E three. Yeah, so the very, the very last episode we recorded was like two hours. Of us basically masturbating in the Final Fantasy Seven remake trailer. I don't think I even legitimately just that. It never uploaded. No, it's a an, un, an unheard episode. I think has now been deleted, so you'll never hear it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll try and keep this under an hour. We'll try not to waffle too much about Final Fantasy or Metal Gear or any one thing in particular. Yeah, and we've also got you, uh, and you can. Um, You're Mr. Mediator. You can uh, make some sort of competent podcast out of this. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that like a, a background in editing and I'm, I'm speaking on my backside. I've, I've never. I edited professionally in my life. Well, uh, you have got a nice microphone. We've got a god with a real mic. Yes. No no one one mic for three people. We're leaning right in. Mm. Um, cool. So, I mean, first thing up on the agenda, uh, in the past week it's been pretty busy in terms of hardware unveils and uh, presentations. Yes, absolutely. Across the pond. Um, so, should we start with the Apple keynote? Yeah, yeah, sure. I didn't see that. 
I didn't see it, but I know most of the deal. I'm guessing you watched it. Are we going to talk about the headphone jack? Is that all? Uh, we can talk about the headphone jack, absolutely. I'd love to. Well, yeah, I, you, I think there's going to be very, very strong opinions on, on the design of the yes, iPhone. Yes, yeah, I, I have a strong opinion on it. Um, but you, you watched the entire thing. Right? I did. Yes. Right. So give us the skinny on the, the basics. Then. Okay, so every September, Apple has a hardware keynote. Uh, mm-hmm. People typically come to expect a new phone uh, yep. will get released. Uh, so this year was no different. There's uh, news of the, the iPhone 7. They are releasing... Uh, new hardware for the watches also mm-hmm. um, and they, they also discussed uh, their education program briefly at the beginning uh, that hasn't been picked up on by a lot of um, yeah I didn't hear that to be honest a lot of news outlets um, so uh, Apple are doing a lot to uh, encourage um, I guess education in coding and uh, app development among mm-hmm. younger people because obviously you know, you, you, that's that's their um, bread and butter. Is their developers? That's how they make yeah. money through their app store. And if you encourage like a new generation, if if you know you're you're building up this this group yeah. of people to produce things for you, it, it's a good investment. Yeah, really. But you know, from an altruistic point of view as well, young young people being able to uh, to develop or create things for digital medium is yeah. it's pretty important. I mean, these are the people that are going to go on to games industry, uh, software development, all the rest of it. Yeah. So um, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it, it's I think it's as an addition to their uh, their their Swift um, development environment. Uh, this this is a uh, something that will that, that they are rolling out to a lot of people to mm-hmm. encourage learning. I, I don't know a lot about it. You can probably tell. Um, I know that there's like a, there is a big sort of push for like coding. Um, and schools in Britain and all that kind of thing at the moment with like the Raspberry Pi and like small kind of all-in-one computers and all that kind of thing. So there is a push yeah. for that in education in Britain now. So like it's a good time to be doing that, I suppose. Kind of goes back like to like the BBC Micro and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really nice. Like um, they never did anything like that when I was in no. school. No, no, absolutely. I mean, closest thing we got was a, a local uh, council um member a local council kind of set up where uh, they had a group of us uh develop a website for uh Glen Office, really mm-hmm. like a place where i went to, to high school um, and that was that was a really great hands-on you know we had guys from the college along teaching us how to make a website but mm. this was extracurricular it was outside yeah. schools and it was like it was something you really had to pursue through an interest of your own yeah standard grade computing was like nowhere near what like computing really is like, um, it's just like, here's how you use Excel. Here's how you operate Windows on a basic level. Here's how you use Paint Photoshop. It's nothing, really. So. We fucking used Clarisworks at some <laughs> point, I think, in, in my Clarisworks? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's but, great. I, I don't... I, I've heard of it. I Clarisworks ever... is like um old, old sort of word type, uh, like office suite kind of thing for Macintosh computers. Um, we had old Macs, so I remember using that. Um, loads of old Macs. That, I remember, like, just when I was in P six, P seven, the iMac had just come out. So we had we had one iMac. We had we, the one iMac. We had a big, huge um, array of uh, those clamshell oh. iMac oh, laptops. Yeah. Um, and I remember because you would have to slot them in, and they'd like charge. They were like a big like charging dock thing. Um, and I remember that for bugged them. So yeah, I guess like there's always been sort of like an Apple uh, presence, presence in all my yeah. education, but it was never like a push, a push to 
learn computing, it was always, we're going to go on this and you'll do your um, writing on it or whatever. Sure, so there's more administration yeah. and uh, how, to, how to basically use Nobody it. Nobody ever would say, we're going to learn how to program this or anything. I think we like did a bit of like HTML in like high school and stuff. Okay. So none of you guys in, in standard grade uh, learned any true basic? No. No, none. Did you... Um, in uh, oh, I never did primary school, did you have one of those like dome shaped robots that you programmed yes, the path into? We did, we did that, we did. I remember you'd, you'd have to, you'd, it would be more like um, you'd just hit an arrow, yeah, and give it a series of instructions that would follow them. So that that's basic programming, yeah. And that, that is I mean, one way that I mean, in our primary school, that we were introduced yeah. to um, to understanding machine language or well, in uh, university, when I was in my programming module, we started off with a thing, it was called like Robbie the Robot, and it was a way of um introducing like the way the instructions would work and it was kind of like they'd made a simplified a simplified c plus whatever c sharp um code but it wasn't actual code it was more like pseudo code that would tell this robot to do stuff and then they were like well this is actually kind of almost actual code it's only a little bit different if you learn how to actually use it to do your own instructions it was because it'd be like robbie dot move or you'd call like a function which was you know and stuff like that i can't remember exactly um to do it and so there was like I guess it is. You can take that. It's the exact same idea. It's not the little toy for kids, but they did the exact same thing for teaching adults um, programming as well. Okay. So um, bringing it back to the the Apple keynote. Apple, yeah. Um, so their their education program was one of the the first things that they touched on, and it was it was quite. I thought it was it was quite a nice concept, um, but also uh, so they announced their their second series of Apple Watches. And you can get Pokemon Go on it there. You yeah, can get Pokemon yeah. Go, Pokemon which is Plus. relevant to our discussion. Yes. Right. Um, so Nintendo's uh, continued involvement oh, yeah. uh, in, in, uh, in mobile. Super Mario Run. I haven't seen well, this. Um, let, let's go over Pokemon Go first. Uh, okay, because, yeah. Um, Mario, Mario, uh, Super Mario Run is a completely... That, I think that leads to another discussion. Yeah. yeah. So with, is, with Pokemon Go already in the wild... Yeah. So yeah. It, is it too late now to just to, to help Pokemon Go? Like, I don't think it's too late. It's maybe just a little bit late, but not too late. Is so, the Pokemon Go gonna sell the watch, and is the watch gonna keep people interested in Pokemon Go? Because I don't think it really makes a difference to anybody. I think it's maybe a nice aside for people. If you do play plans, Pokemon Go, yeah, you'll yeah. enjoy playing it on your watch. But if you have it, you don't have a watch. You probably wouldn't buy a watch. Yeah. And if you had the watch, you probably wouldn't necessarily go out and play Pokemon Go. You might if there's nothing else to do on it. Yeah, yeah. but I don't. What exactly are the added features for the watch? I didn't really. Need to I would have. I don't know. I haven't seen any of this, but I would assume it would show you when Pokemon are nearby. It does that. Right. So the one thing I saw that they they didn't show was using the watch to capture a Pokemon. Right. Right. Um, now it's, it's worth remembering. I, I don't actually play Pokemon Go. Yeah. I don't know if you guys do or have. I we did or I have. I know you have. I played it for like Iowa. Um, you played it more than me. Yeah. So. But it did show on the on the watch what Pokemon were nearby. Right, and things I would like to know is because obviously the Pokemon the uh, the watch is it's not I don't know if this is what people say, but I I would think it, if you think of active devices as devices that you would actively pick up to use, these are terms that I'm just pulling out my ass. But like an active device would be your PSP. Yeah. So you wouldn't be passively using your no. PSP. It's an active device in that well, you pick it up, you turn it on, you play the game. It's you, a wearable. You, you, yeah. The idea is that um, it's, it's seamlessly kind of yeah. integrated with your. Well, yeah, because the watch, the watch, I would say, is like, a passive device. You never actively use the watch. It, it notifies you when things are happening, and you can interact with them through your watch. But the thing with Pokemon Go is, although I would say phones are passive devices. 
as well as active devices. They do both. Because um, a game on a phone might be an active app. But Pokemon Go should be a passive app in that you should because you mm. there are things in Pokemon Go you do were like hatching eggs you walk around and every time you hit five kilometers one of your eggs is hatched yeah. and you get a Pokemon you need to have the app up open in the f- you can't run it in the background and do that no. so the Can thing you is you can't everything in Pokemon Go needs Pokemon Go to be open and running there and you can't close it if you close your phone or anything it stops working that's well, I know is the, po- the Apple Watch is to me, like that's a passive device. Yeah. But do you need to go and open Pokemon Go and have it there on your wrist for this to work? Well, that's a good question. Because then, then, I mean, it's potentially going to interfere with other things that you would have on the, the watch. Yeah, you wouldn't you know, be able to, Would you want like this to be the sole thing that your watch does? You would have to open it because you're going to go. I'm going to play Pokemon Go, so I'm going to open it and play it. But then that defeats the point of having it on the watch because you do that with your phone you would, anyway. Yeah. You have to make the conscious decision to be playing Pokemon Go. So you're playing Pokemon Go, you'd have it out. But the watch as well, it's not. I don't think it's designed to have things constantly running on it. So I think a lot of this just now is conjecture. Like we can only yeah, I am kind of, talking out my ass. I don't know if this is how would, it works. Would, but, but that would be so my concern about Pokemon Go on the watches. It, they need to change the app. For it to work okay, with the Pokemon Go wrist device, yeah. separate one that Nintendo were supposed to, or Niantic were supposed to be releasing. Yeah, the Pokemon Go Plus. Yeah, I, I think that's a similar idea. That's a passive yeah. device. It is. And, yeah, it buzzes. It, you it doesn't do anything else. It just buzzes when you're near a Pokemon. That's right. So you know when to take your phone out. Mm. Now, if, if the the app on the the watch lets yeah. them do that with the, yeah. the main game and the application. Yeah. If the watch app, like, uh, how do Apple Watch apps work? Are they separate apps that run on the watch? I couldn't say. I or know. are they? part of the apps that run on your phone. I would imagine on account of the watch's battery they're going to try and make as many apps yeah. passive as they can. Yeah. Well, it would have to be because if it's not then it's a, it's not going to work. Yeah, I think if you need to charge a watch more than yeah. once a day then... I mean, you'd, you'd ideally you'd want to work like like you're saying and just to integrate with like, how you live your day-to-day life. You can't like just say I'm going to play Pokemon Go on my watch yeah. because that, you'd be, divert your, your entire attention yeah. to that. It would need to be your watch buzzes and there's a and then you look or you get like a wee message saying oh, Pokemon's nearby yeah. yeah it couldn't be the other way around no. you'd go and look to the watch to find out I mean maybe if you could just have a wee glance but then it doesn't it's not a great app is it? yeah it's, it's different that would be my one the watch. with the caveat that I haven't watched the keynote and I don't know how this uh, the new watch works or any of the apps or how Pokemon Go is going to change but going by what I know about Pokemon Go as it is they need to change stuff for mm. the watch and again I don't really see that Pokemon Go is I would say I mean, I don't think people are saying it's dead. It's. I think it's. It hit its peak. It's definitely hit its peak. It yeah. started to and lose members. Declining, but I think I don't think that we can really know until it settles whether or not there'll be a remaining user base. What's, because if you look at World of Warcraft, it hit its peak years ago, but it's still going. It, it just released Legion. What it, has happened with um, Pokemon Go is what happens with every major mobile game that ever comes in. Mobile game, sorry. It, I'm using the Japanese term. It peaks like really soon after launch. The same happened with. Um, Mobius Final Fantasy, the same happened with um, what's the other one? Uh, Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Um, all these kind of major apps, they peak all the and they come. Yeah, all the bravest, yeah, that's shit though. Um, it comes up really high and then it drops and it maintains its core user base. Yeah. And that's what's important because they're the ones that are going to put in the time. Then an even smaller percentage of that's the ones that are actually going to spend money, but enough of them are spending money to maintain the game. It's not about the user base. Like that. The, 
well, it was when it was at yeah, peak. Sure. But it benefits Pokemon Go because they had a, what was the peak user base, like 20 million? They made like the that. most money out of any game, yeah. like mobile so game. They've, they've made more money than any other mobile game in the small amount of time. And on what is, I would assume, a rather cheap game to make. Uh, like I imagine so. It's built on the back of a, an existing Ingress. Yeah, Ingress. So, and it's not even that different from Ingress. No, it's just it works the same. It's yeah. reskinned pretty much. I think like a lar- that's got to be largely down to having access to the Pokemon license. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, it's, it's like it's proven to be so popular. The fact that the vast majority of people have mobile phones in their pockets. Yeah. It's like if you can put something that people recognize and love. Mm-hmm for free on a device that everyone has then yeah they're going to have it but that's I think going to be their failing as well mm-hmm. because um, it was the at its peak it's very popular with people of our age group yeah. but those aren't the people that are going to continue to play the game no, no absolutely not but those are the people that they wanted because those are the people who have money so and they, the whole thing yeah. is it's microtransactions and they're not like you know kids do a lot of microtransactions but they yeah. don't have their own money so they need to go to their parents and so um, the people who are going to continue playing Pokemon Go aren't the people who are going to spend money on it. These games work a lot like mass fishing nets. Where it's like, you might not catch all the fish, but you're catching some of the fish, and some of those fish might be like the, like quite expensive fish that you can resell for a better value. This is quite a bad analogy. Um, but yeah, I think you know what I'm getting at. Like, it, do, like, it doesn't matter. Like, as, long as, as long as you've made millions and millions of people aware... Even if you keep only one million of that, you've already made made a success. True. Because you're the, the core user base of one million is gonna stick around, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, so. regardless of um, like Pokemon Go, uh, are, are either of you two interested in uh, Apple's watch, their new watch, or wearables in general? I was interested in the Apple Watch until I sold my iPhone. Ah, yeah, that, that's, that's the only difference. Given that you need an iPhone <laughs> yeah. to, to run it from, because it is essentially a, a linked yeah. device. So you yes. know, like, that's fine, because Apple's all about the closed Apple ecosystem or whatever. Yeah. But like, I, well, God. I have a conflicted opinion on like wearables. Yeah, it's, 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 been, like, it's been a big thing for the last like five years, because I used to work in the world. There's no killer app. There is, there is nothing that like different there's nothing that says you need a wrist you need a smartwatch yeah. there's nothing that says that it's not like there's nothing game breaking like there was with the iPhone that came into it. yeah. but it's like these are apps the iPhone it's, invented the smartphone the, the iPhone revolutionised the entire mobile industry it was incredible for the time um, there is nothing that's been like that for the smartphone industry as it was for to, the wearables to, for the wearables industry nothing the like that the only thing I could yet. think about is like I don't because this Things like Fitbit sell really well. Yeah. yeah. Fitbit is... I mean, I had a Fitbit for a while, and it's a great wee device. There's a, some controversy over whether or not it's actually accurate or worth wearing. Mm. But Fitbits are great devices, and loads of people will buy them, because, first off, they hit the right price point. You can There's multiple different devices. They all do generally the same thing, depending on how deep you want to go with it. And they're affordable. Yeah. Um, the Apple Watch does all that Fitbit stuff too, but... What it really needs to sell it as a smart device because a Fitbit is not really a. It's a you can't run apps on your Fitbit. Your Fitbit just does what it does, yeah. and that's it. You can't change it. You're anything. You can't interact with it really unless you have certain Fitbits. But the interaction is still limited. The thing that the the Apple Watch does all the Fitbit stuff too, which is fine, but it's trying to sell you on everything else. Yeah, and everything else is there's nothing 
really to it. Like, apart from certain people we know who sit and use Tinder. I was just about to fucking mention that. Like, the only person we know that uses an Apple Watch uses it for Tinder. Like, almost <laughs> exclusively. It's <laughs> Tinder Watch. Are they likely to be listening to them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Do, do you want to name and shame them? Uh, <laughs> nah. <laughs> You'll know, though. I think we mentioned him on um, Fuck Video Games once, yeah. and maybe it was... <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, and I think, like... Oh, bottle opener. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, that's the thing. Moving over, like, the Fitbit dominates the wearables. Like, I can't think of any other wearable device that is as... Um... The Pebble was pretty popular, right? Oh, the Pebble, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that was one of the first uh, wearable smart devices. The thing about the Pebble, though, is that's very much an early adopter device. Yeah. Like, mm. the people who bought the Pebble are the people who kind of understand that it might not be... It's a bit of a pioneer. It's not going to get... It's not going to find the killer app, maybe. I mean, it could, but it's not going to strike gold immediately. But it's you buy into that because you want to invest and see what's down the line for that particular tech. It's like people who buy 3D printers now. Mm-hmm. People who buy VR headsets a, a few years ago. A lot of the time it's people that want to develop. Yeah, they, to they can see where the, the tech could go and they want it to be able to reach there. So they're willing to buy in early now because they want to be a part of that and see where it goes and to fund it. Yeah. So the people who bought the Pebble are the people who had or have hopes for where the uh, the wearable devices could go, because I think there are things that wearable devices can go. I think the thing that is the, like the, the Achilles heel of Apple is their unwillingness to move away from this very restrictive way of doing software. Yeah. And they're, un- they're not a creative company. They are, but they're restricted in their creativity. They don't think outside the box, which is funny because they're always all about that, but they actually can't. It's about taking other yeah. ideas and making them better or making them... It's the thing that I never prettier. liked about the iPad was they didn't... They wanted to do it the way that they were doing the phones. Yeah. And they, they couldn't find this device because they want to have this... Um, I mean, it makes sense for think- the iPad because it works really well for certain groups of people, but it's... Not what people wanted from tablet computing before the iPad came out. But Do you think to an extent that they're they're kind of targeting their own audience? Yeah. Rather than trying You're to never going to have a breakout device from Apple in yeah. the way that the iPod had or the way that the first iPhone did as they are now. Because sure. if you look at the thing with the iPhone is before then they had the Macintosh and the iMac and stuff. Um, and every time Apple has had a breakout device is when they've broken their own mold and done something different. But increasingly now these new devices from Apple that would in the past have been breakout devices are stuck and in their own design yeah ethos, their, their own right? ecosystem yeah, yeah. Um, they don't look outside of Apple anymore the the way when the iPod came out they looked at what other people were doing they looked at people who were making these mp3 players and went we can bring something to that sure and that was the difference. They were like, we can bring something to that and make that better. And then when we look at the iPhone, they looked at what people were doing with phones and not your 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 Nokia's or anything, but like you know your things that everybody had. But the sort of like the BlackBerry and um, some the, the Nokia, the, the Samsung stuff, like that, and that. Yeah. yeah, they looked at that and went, right, we can see what you're trying to do, but we think we can do that better. And we can bring something to that, and we can make that better. Okay. And then they looked at the iPad, and instead of going we can bring something to tablet computing. They were like, we can bring tablet computing into our yeah. thing. So they, they kind of, I don't know if, if the, 
if it's too vague a, a thing, but like I feel like instead of br- going and seeing what they're doing over there and trying to work on that, they're just bringing stuff in. It's like, oh, wearables, we can make an Apple wearable. And it's not really, you know, it's just the same thing again. And that's the difference, I think. It's just an iPhone on your wrist that can't do as much as an iPhone can. Okay. It's just... Some of the some of the, the problem, especially with, like, developing wearables, and especially considering how, like, smart devices work and how they are now, like, a big part of people's lives that they weren't, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, you've got to take into account, and this is critical, like, how convenient is it to use? I know that sounds really simple. Well, it's funny because like, people like, were very... Great, yeah. like, how you live your daily life. What were you saying there, sorry? The Google Glass is a good um, example of that. It's like yeah. nobody wants to... Like, well, I wear glasses that, and yeah. glasses are quite comfortable and I don't notice when I have my glasses on, but people who don't wear glasses might think, why would I start putting these, these things onto my face? And yeah, they are... The Google Glass was cumbersome. Like, it didn't look cumbersome. It looked quite sleek sometimes, but... It it look it looked dumb like it yeah, didn't even it look did good like yeah. like glasses did. If it looked maybe more like glasses yeah. instead of Google Glass, then that would be fine. But it that's the difference. And, and the thing is, people wear wristwatches and they're fine. But the nobody wants to have it on their wrist. I don't think. I think the problem with the Apple Watch is it's. I mean, pardon my language. It's fucking ugly. It the, the Apple Watch is ugly. Yeah. Um, it's it operates fine, but there are much nicer looking smart. Watches out. It's uncomfortable as well because you yeah. have this big. Uh, I know it needs the heart rate sensor, um, but I find that uncomfortable. I found that uncomfortable on my Fitbit, just the thickness of it. But Fitbits also look cool. Like people, the, that's another thing. Fitbits are cool, kind of, yeah. in a way. You see somebody who has a Fitbit, you know it's a Fitbit. They're unobtrusive. Yeah. And I think it's almost a status. It's like, hey, yeah. I, I give a shit about my health. Yeah. Okay. The Fitbit uh, yeah. says something when you wear it, so it is not just a wearable, it's a fashion statement. The Apple Watch but just you says, I am a wanker. Yeah. Well, you talk about the Fitbit as being a fashion statement. Apple yeah. earbuds used to be the same. Well, they were yeah. the white ones, yeah. because it's the whole iPod you adverts would and stuff. You recognise who them. had an iPod. Yeah, you uh, knew that they had the, the earbuds. But you, and now it's, I think those thing, those earbuds are so pervasive. Yeah. Uh, of the airport. Let, let's not even... <laughs> well, Do you know why they're called AirPods? Why? Because they're going to vanish into thin air and they'll never oh find again. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think uh, like we can we can probably have a look at the the new iPhone seven. So I've got some of the specs up as well just now. And um, I know some words that they used to describe it. What's that? Sleek. Sleek. Black. They, there is thin? A, a jet black. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, yeah, I saw they, the, the piano black um, have they not said that two cameras the best the best iPhone we've ever made which is what they said for every single iPhone but after the first iPhone in, in fairness like it's, it's not it's untrue. untrue it's not <laughs> untrue yeah it's not untrue I think it's become a trade is it the so. best new iPhone though like is it like is it the, the it's better than their last one I mean, I mean of course no it's incrementally iPhones. better yeah but, but like is it what I'm trying to get at is it the is it the from where they were to where they are going to be now with the iPhone 7, is it the best iPhone? Is it as good as like something like the iPhone 4S was? Yeah, mean? like when that came out and people were like, yeah. that is a like, device oh that God, you need to get yeah. because it's made a loaded... I don't think, Probably, it, I don't think any, anyone... Like, like I remember when the iPhone 4S launched and it was a, it was a huge deal. Because it was the first one that had iCloud. And it was the, one with it, that's the, the 4 was the one where they had the pencils in the adverts, wasn't it? Yes. And then the 4S was the one after that. Yeah. So um, they were really trendy as well. With they the were last it was and stuff. very trendy at the time. It had like a cool look because it was 
Like, all the items looked kind of bulbous before that. They had like a weird they had the and just like back. back. And then they went to being this like square brick-like yeah. device. But it was like, it, it had the glass back and it was shiny and And they did cool. something similar to the 7 as well, didn't they? They removed a very important feature. Um, which was yes. the signal. Yes, they did, yeah. <laughs> you had no signal. It's a joke because when you held it. If you, you, if you were a lefty, it killed the signal. I thought it was the. the so four, it, no, it was the one with the. Four. It was because the, the, the four, the way it worked, was the aerial was the band of metal that went around the edge yeah, of your phone. The and they had to and so when the, you held it, you, you interrupted it. The yeah, five was probably a great for. Five and the 5S one. So I, I skipped the five entirely. Um, that was the one I had a That was my first iPhone. The 5S is. Phone. Yeah, it's those so were legitimately like really not, like they looked cool. Like when you saw those phones, like I looked at the seven, I, w- I didn't feel anything when I saw it. It looked cool. I, I didn't really that much like the design of the six plus either. I liked it, but yeah. you know, I didn't love it. I really liked what the six was, um, but the five is about kind of flat. Yeah, flat looked it, and it, it was, was matte. Flat. It was narrow. It was like metal, quite aluminium. minimal. Uh, all that just looked- that was a really nice looking phone. Like, but okay, but so these. You sound like uh, you really used to enjoy the Apple e- ecosystem, but yeah. you've since moved to Android. Android, yeah. Mm-hmm. Android, yeah. Well, Android. I've, been, I've, been, I've been mostly Android, but I did use an iPhone for a year. Yeah. So. Well, but the thing is, I did not leave the Apple ecosystem for Android because I was dissatisfied by what I had. Because I, I sold my 6 Plus, moved to an Android Samsung Galaxy S7 or whatever, which one, the naming of those phones. S7 Edge. Yeah, that's the one I've got. Um, and I love my iPhone 6 Plus and I love my S7 and I think that really if I had to choose between either of those phones now I couldn't cho- tell you which one I liked more okay. and it, um, I mean, moving moving phones quite a big thing in this day and age I think because yeah. like you're really tied in to like all the thing your, is all, all my apps are gone I've spent so much money on the iPhone and the iTunes store but that's not gone I can get that back if I want to move back to the iPhone yeah. ecosystem that's all there for me sure. I still own it it's mine it's tied to my iTunes account which I use on my MacBook um, and that's the thing as well though um, the Google I don't like the Google Play Store I don't it's, like the full way of, they, it's full of shit. It is. <laughs> the thing is, they need to really... And I know... They this need is, this to, is part of the reason, maybe, what... There's potentially an argument for Apple's walled garden. Yeah. In the sense that they yeah. are really strict with what gets passed. Yeah. Or, yeah. The thing is, what yeah. I think that Google needs to do is... They need to have the Google Play Store, and they need to brand it and market it separate from an app store. Sure. So yeah. there should be an app depository where anyone can put anything on there yeah. and they could have it it's like do you know how they used to have the Nintendo seal of quality yeah. don't know if that still exists yeah. they oh, need yeah. the Google yeah. like this has gone through our Google vetting process yeah. do a vetting process similar to Apple's because Apple do it so you can do it and it's like this is an yeah. app but this is a Google Play app yeah that would be yeah. exactly yeah. it it's like there are apps that people make and they're on the thing and it's the shit you know because there's a lot of shit, like you said, and it's there's cheap, and it's cheap nasty, stuff. and it's, like, there's shit in the Apple Store, but you at least know it's not going to fucking steal everything, or something. Yeah. So, what they need to do is have an App Store where they vet everything in a similar way, but not ban things, or say you can't have that on your phone, just let people know these apps, yeah, it could be some sort of, like, um, gold standard, but they, they hold them to and say, these apps here have met all of our requirements to be a Google Play app, yeah. and that would really solve a lot of my problems with what I don't download a lot of apps on my uh, my Android because yeah. I don't have the time to sift through the app store to find the ones that are worth downloading whereas on the iTunes you go on and they show you all these apps that they've picked editor's choice and categories with all this stuff and you, you know that at least some sort of quality control is in place and a good example there. a good example right is um, Hyperdia yeah the, Jap- uh, the app for Japanese transport 
I was going to use that when we went to Japan in July, yeah. but it uses an incredibly old version of the Android UI. Like, uh, mo- most, like, um, in fact, all Google-branded uh, app, uh, apps now use Material, which is a specific UI look. Yeah. Um, so they all use that, and a lot of, they, they encourage the big developers to use that, so it integrates and all that. They thing. actually rolled that out to Google Chrome last week as well. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. that's and it, I mean, Material is a kind of design thing that a lot of web developers would be familiar with as well, because mm. it's it's really well documented on yeah. on uh, Google's own, own website. And yeah, they have like a, it needs to look specifically. Yeah. It's, it's actually, some of it is really nice. Yeah, like, it is a nice looking UI. Um, but the point that I was getting at is like, Hyperdia uses this old one for, I think it's like Android. 2.0. But Google won't come out and say you need to move over no, to this new thing. They never they can't do that, infringe man. on like they never impose themselves on anything and say this is the way we would like this to be. Yeah. They they take too much of a, a back seat and go do what you want. Like, mm-hmm. And and to certain degrees, I think it's very important. I uh, why if I have a device which is supposed to why shouldn't I be able to install anything on my phone? Yeah. And I can at the moment if somebody programs something and releases it, it might not necessarily even be in the Google Play Store. But you can go and download it and install it on your phone and use that. And why shouldn't I, as a consumer, have that freedom for that? So I, I guess that's maybe where jailbreaking comes in. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like obviously there was. I, I don't want to get too off topic here, but no. there there have been like legal cases where people are arguing that they should have that, that right should, to do that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. as a result, like. Um, jailbreaking is legal mm. like you're allowed to yeah. put your own because it's your device kind of and then it right. lets you put whatever apps you want onto yeah. it but the obviously the drawback is that the manufacturer can't say right this is suitable yeah. for this device this is not no. going to kill your phone yeah. or your and that's why I think that the, the there would have to be some sort of app store where you know if you're using that app store anything you download from that store would be fine like if you look at your computer like any computer that you can install Steam on, you can get games outside of Steam. Yes, Steam is a diff- It's not completely analogous because Steam don't create the device. Um, but if you go onto Steam, anything you download off of Steam, you know that Valve has some vetting process. Um, however, sometimes you're not sure. I guess with the whole green light and stuff, you know, you, you're never entirely sure what you're getting. But you know, you know there is some sort of vetting process for Steam games, yeah. and then you go off and you download a game just off of a website. You know, those are two different things, and people do know the difference between Steam games. And I don't think you have to be completely technically like literate to know that. No. People know instinctively if I get it off of Steam, it'll be fine. You expect some kind of protection. Yeah. People trust things, and people know Google. They think if I go to the Google Play Store, I will get something that Google has vetted. But you don't. You don't get that really. Out, out with the Google Play Store now, that is based on the kind of element of like, what do you think you can trust? Yeah. So, like for example, I have two applications on my phone currently that are. You cannot download the Google Play Store. Yeah. Uh, one is the Skybet app. Yeah, which I can't download. You can't download it because it's gambling. It's, it's gambling. And second is the Google Player, which you can't download because of Apple content. Yeah. <laughs> but say if you were on Apple's ecosystem and Skybet wanted to have an app, I think they actually have it on the iTunes Store. I'm pretty sure store, they do because I keep which getting redirected. But say Apple decided that they didn't like gambling and they had their own personal thing against it and said, we're not going to allow you to have gambling apps on that. You would no longer be able to have Skybet on your phone unless you jailbroke it. But because Google have said on their thing, um, we don't allow gambling apps, which is some sort of vetting process, I guess. I've been saying they don't have it, but they do obviously have something. I mean, that they what, don't what happens when... Like- um, they're saying you can't have this in our ecosystem, but you can have it on your phone. You just yeah. need to go and get it yourself. 
there's like a wee checkbox when you're installing Unsigned Apps. It basically just says, you, you're not downloading this from the Google Play Store. It's an app out with the Google Play sphere. Yeah. Um, this might damage your phone. Are you okay with this? And you press yes and that's yeah. it. So, there so is, the onus is on you at that yeah. point. There is uh, already, I guess, a system, like yeah. I'm saying, where there's the stuff that's in the Google Play Store and there's the stuff that isn't. Mm. But... The stuff that is on the Google Play Store is still it's, shit. It's, it's, there's it's not enough of it. Yeah, there's not any quality control. Yeah. If you don't break the rules, it can go on and nobody really cares what's happening. Okay. I think they need to go m- more divisive and go, for certain, these are the ones that are good. They need to be more clear and have a stronger guidelines and a stronger vetting process. Okay. Yeah. Go, go all the way that way. Don't go half the way that way. So, um,. We've spoken quite a bit about the phones and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go on too much more about the hardware because, no. like, we, I think it's important that we speak about like my Memoto's uh, appearance uh, at the the Apple conference. I'm going to talk about uh, video games at some point. I, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's why we're here. Um, so I just want to ask Dave quickly about the, the headphone jack. Bullshit. No, not not courageous. Absolutely not. It's um, money grubbing and it's a scam. Um, I'll tell you why. Getting rid of the headphone jack itself is... If they'd done that and they just left it there, I would have said, right, fair enough, that's bullshit, but they've introduced, they've introduced it. What fucked me over, what made me really angry was, that, oh, it's fine, we'll give you the adapter. It's like, oh, the adapter plugs the, uh, the lightning connector, but that means you kind of plug it in when you're charging and listen to, your, listen to um, your headphones at the same time, which people do a lot. That's bullshit. That is making it just inconvenient Let's enough. Let's face it, after a year, your battery's run down a bit, you're going to need to have it plugged in quite often. Yeah, yeah absolutely. When you're sitting at your desk. Or absolutely. Some people I know have to charge their phones all the time. Yeah, yeah. but my, my 6 Plus, uh, the battery's pretty terrible in it nowadays. I get so, maybe like three or four hours. All it is, is it's making it just inconvenient enough for you to go, oh, fine, I'll buy the, the wireless headphones, which they're probably making a profit on end because what are the two wireless headphones people are going to buy the most? The, Air, the AirPods or Beats, both of which Apple own. Yes, that's right. So neither of which are going to be very good headphones. Either. No, uh, Beats, Beats are okay. There, there's a bit of uh, you could, like if you're okay. gonna if you're gonna okay. buy headphones though, if if you're gonna go and look at headphones, Beats are never going to be the the best choice. Beats are like uh, the, they're like the frozen sausages of the headphone world. Like right. you buy them, but you feel really <laughs> bad about it. They, I mean, they, I think if you're going to have beats, a purpose, but yeah. they're not the best. <laughs> they're for people who know enough to n- not want shitty in-ear headphones that cost a tenner. Yeah. But yeah. they're for people who don't know enough to know that those are not good headphones. I mean, the, the yeah. thought of having a pair of Apple's wireless ones, the earbuds or whatever they're called, yeah. it terrifies me because I would lose those yeah. so easily. They're going to yeah. fall out of your ear. I mean, the, the current ones fall out of my ear, so I mean, yeah. to stop these from... I can't wear in-ear headphones because they hurt. you've got... Um, Bluetooth as well, don't you? Yeah, but I never use the Bluetooth. No? I, I have noise-cancelling Bluetooth headphones. Right, okay. But the thing is, the Bluetooth runs down the battery so much, I prefer to plug them in so that it can continue to use the noise-cancelling features. Um, but Which also run the battery, I guess. Yeah, they do. They all run off of the battery. You can run, use them without the battery. There's another thing. If you've not got a fucking headphone jack and your headphones run out of battery, which they will, yes, you oh, can fuck. no longer listen to your music yeah, I, on I, the iPhone. I get like a, about a day's worth of charge yeah. from my Beats. These um, last about that as well. Like um, They're really nice headphones, but the battery is a, a small wee battery in one of the ear cups. And I, I can't use my Beats without battery. Yeah, I can use these because ha- they have a, a nice wee cable that plugs into them. 
But if I was to own an iPhone 7 and I didn't carry the adapter around with me, I would be fucked as soon as they run out of battery. And that adapter, by the way, is going to go missing. That oh, is yeah, a tiny wee adapter. You're not going to have it plugged into your phone all the time. It's the kind of thing that ends up in a shoebox somewhere. Yeah, or, or, or it's going to fall out of your pocket. You're going you're gonna to get to work. You're going to unplug your headphones. You're going to, you know, f- like, just fuck it up a wee bit. They're going to fall. You're not going to notice. And I guarantee you, those adapters are going to cost, like, $60 or £60 pounds yeah. on, the, um, on the Apple Store. What, as much as that. What makes but me If you look at the fucking, like, lightning adapters and all that, yeah. I bought... Uh, was it like a thirty-two pin to lightning adapter, uh, lightning connector adapter? Twenty-five quid. Yeah, it's expensive, and that is, you know, uh, what makes what what the most annoying thing is for that wee adapter. Like, why is it just arbitrarily on a cable? They could have made it one bit, yeah, but they're just making it on a cable. They, they've put the cable in to make it cumbersome and unwieldy, yeah, so people won't want to use it. Perhaps they were being a little, like just to give them some credit. Maybe they were no. like. <laughs> Maybe they thought if it's too small, they definitely will lose it. I'm, I'm not a fan of adapters in, in general. I think it suggests that there's there, this doesn't work for everyone. It's yeah. like okay, instead of just keeping something that uh, people have come to expect, and fair, fair enough, like maybe it's we've had it for a hundred years. But or the thing is, there's a reason why we've had it for a hundred years, and we're still using it. Yeah, because it works. Yeah. Like don't, don't it, fix it is like. I mean, the, even yeah. now I don't really trust that Bluetooth sounds as good as when I plug it in. No, I'm I'm sure that is the case. Like, yeah. there's there's going to be like guys out there who are, who are going to like test it and they'll be like yeah. complete audio, audio enthusiasts. Files. Yeah, audio files. Who will? How dare you stream flack over Bluetooth, you <laughs> son of a bitch! Can you even play flack off an iPhone? I think it's a moot point. You I'm couldn't do it off an iPod, and that was what the Zoom had over the iPods was. You could play flack on a Zoom. Oh yeah, and that was my nobody so fucking bought that. Zooms. You can't, I I don't even. Think I can play Flack on my my Mac? Like, I think I have to convert it before I can. Yeah, you can't play it out of iTunes. Flack on a Mac. Um, That's whack. Don't give Max Flack. <laughs> okay, Take so let's uh, let's talk about Super Mario Run. Is that what? Why? That looks like? Okay, well I can see it because when you said it was a runner game, my um, first thing I envisaged. Oh yeah, it was, looks like a Mario. Game. Yeah, I thought it would look like um, two and a half. Like Jetpack Joyride, Tomb Runner, or whatever it's called. Mm. What's it called? Tomb Runner. Um, Temple Runner. Temple Runner. Temple, Temple Man. Tem- Temple Man. That looks just like Super Mario. And I guess I can see it's kind of, it's coming off of like a Flappy Bird kind of thing. It right? looks like new You, you type the screen to jump. Yeah. I, and you're just running. What? I, I, do you know what? You, I was down on it before. I think that's a pretty good way of doing Super Mario on a phone. The only way you could have it if you were to control them like you do on the thing is to have on-screen controls. People don't like that. Okay. That's true. I'm going to make a point here. Yeah. Was Pokemon Go a Pokemon game? No, no, no. It was a phone game with a Pokemon skin. Yeah, this is this is a phone game with a Super Mario skin. Yeah, well, ex- exactly. I mean, is it? Do we That's think true. it's going to live up to the same quality as the? Super it's Mario not going to be a Super Mario no. Bros. game. It's not going to have the same game feel. It's going to feel like Flappy Bird, yeah. or something like of that ilk. I mean, yeah, it is Nintendo they, themselves are developing. Which is interesting. They've even used some of the assets from Flappy Bird. This is just for serious. Yeah, look, that's oh, it's a joke because the Flappy Bird fucking thing is from the Super uh, Mario. All the yeah. assets, all the assets are from New Super Mario Bros. Which is a game that's now like it's, it's got casual, very so. polished art style. It's like too I, are they like the New Super Mario Bros. I think it looks too shiny. Do you know what I did like? It's not like Super hmm. Mario Brothers 3DS or um, 3D Mario. On New Super Mario, uh, uh, Super Mario 3D Land. Super Mario 3D Land. That was that a was great game. Great, that was amazing. But Super Mario 3D World was a I've never long. been able to play the new Super Mario Brothers games. 
for one thing, it's far too floaty, the controls. Yeah. And you're sliding about the place. Yeah. It doesn't feel no, tight. The you, gravity's not there. Yeah. So. You can't, I, could, I felt like I couldn't run. Um, but I guess we're getting on a tangent away from this, which I don't, I see, I think it's the only way they could make Super Mario Brothers work on a phone. Another thing is, it's also not F2P. You pay for the app, which is actually quite good. That's, like, that's so that, just... that does suggest that there's less onus on uh, microtransactions. You would, you would hope. You would hope. I, I really would. If I'm paying for yeah. something, I you want, want really to be able see them to... charging for Super yeah. Mario coins. Uh, see if they turn around to buy and fucking say... Super Mario um, uh, power ups. Is, like... I mean, is, is it maybe just because? Oh, hey, it's a Mario game. People will pay for it anyway, and I then we can offer a... microtransactions. Yeah. Would you, for instance, have an issue with you pay a price, you get five levels for the price? What is the price? Two ninety nine. Um, it doesn't say. I think they said. I think some. I read some are five dollars, but I don't know. Okay. Well, so. say you say you pay two ninety nine or five pounds. Yeah. For five or ten levels. Yeah. Ten levels, and then yeah. they were to then offer in-app transactions for level packs. Subsequent level packs. Mm-hmm. But I mean, would you be okay with those transactions, or and and staying away from the ones that you get from like Pokemon Go, where Pokemon Go to continue playing Pokemon Go, you need Pokeballs, and when you run out of Pokeballs, you can go and get them from the Pokestops, or yeah. you can buy them for this convenient yeah. price here. That sort of um, opportunistic microtransactions. Yes. So versus content for money. Um, if if the content was released in, like if it wasn't like all the time if it was released in a timely manner so it was like every couple of months so like oh here's like ten Five new levels, levels for a couple of quid yeah. or something like that yeah. so here's but the thing I don't mind that I, I would pay for level design yeah but the problem I have with it is an endless runner it plays itself yeah you have a straight line and then you add objects to it yeah. and you can there's do that there's not going to be very much variance you can it? do that through um, just drag and drop well no just like auto generation like yeah. you, you could have procedural generation create levels for you and yeah. if they start charging for the levels through that then yeah. it just means that no one's actually working on you're, that you're charging That's... for a different skin for the level like different yeah. tile sets I mean like I, I would almost be inclined to say well you know if it's if it's an endless runner mm-hmm. then you could have like procedural generation and I would pay for one full title but if, it, yeah. if it's again if it comes back to like oh pay for power ups or pay for coins to buy things in game yeah. I, just, I think it's opportunistic. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's, it's a game, game like plays. Mario is largely yeah. for kids and yeah. for a younger audience. It's really bright, it's colourful, and yeah. it's. I, I think it's. It'd be kind of uh, shady of Nintendo. I would hope that it would have no microchip. I would. I, I, think yeah, so. like, I, I would rather them say like, "Oh, it's like if like we we Jimmy's playing with a phone." Right. I'd rather um like but buy one Nintendo. thing for five dollars than like spend. A hundred dollars of transactions for another game. But Nintendo were very aware of that kind of thing. So, yes. like Pokemon Go was directed at adults. Yes. I would not think it was directed at kids because it's getting you to yeah. go outside and walk around at all hours of the night. The majority of the people in the adverts for Pokemon Go were, were adults. adults or young yeah. adults. But that they're playing it. Nintendo will be aware that kids will want to play this, and this will mm. be a game for kids directed at kids. Yeah. And I think Nintendo are very receptive to the way parents view video games and the way the concerns of parents. Yeah. I don't think Nintendo would. Make it because if you look at like the app store on the Wii and all that, and the way it's it's very much not a hard sell. No, and I don't think Nintendo would go for the hard sell because Nintendo they have like some integrity. Yeah, and like their attitude to that sort of thing in the past has been very good. So it would be incredibly disappointing if they were to go for that opportunistic model. I think so with the kids and I couldn't see them doing it in yeah. all honesty so, but I think I wouldn't have that much of an yeah. issue with if like say it is like as you said the generation like auto generated 
content. That's not so great. But if it was like legitimate content that they were selling packet like packages of new content, like legitimate content, I wouldn't have such an issue with that. That's but not, then what would that content be if I said like, no, I'm not really debating, I'm just yeah. asking what would it be? Um that well when I said that it was before you brought up the point of the auto generation. I agree that if it's yeah, auto generated, yeah. you can't really sell if you do sell yeah. content, it's not content that's been made. It's basically just like Because you can't really like even like when you come in, it's like, oh, you could you could charge for characters. Like yeah. Mario characters don't really play that much differently no. to make it unless that much of unless any. Peach had something where when you held down on the screen, she brought out her parasol and floated like down. Like in Super Mario Bros. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the then even then, and what are you that. what are you paying for? Like a couple of lines of code. I know. Yeah, that's I would genuinely love to see some integration between. Uh, Super Mario Run and Mario Maker. Yeah, because that would be amazing. Some kind of tie-over between that, like uniting levels that people have actually made, and then well, then you know, putting those yeah. like on on the App Store with the game, it would be speaking. Uh, just a very slight tangent here, but so uh, Mario Maker 3DS doesn't have online level shield. What's the point? Uh, you play your own levels. Point. <laughs> they could have had a thing where you could make Mario Maker levels on the 3DS, upload them to your Wii U. Yeah. And download them. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if it has that, but def, uh, as far as I'm aware, definitely. Mario Maker is all sharing. about the sharing. Yeah. Take away the sharing, you're just playing your own levels, and that's yeah. just masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you, you make it. Like, where's the challenge? You're gonna, I'm going to make this really hard level and see if I can do it. I mean, there's some fun in that. Sorry about the clap. <laughs> if, if anyone's ears went. I didn't inspect for the clap. But the Mario Maker fun is all about some man's made this metal level. People are trying it, you know, and seeing what other people yeah. are doing. You take that out of it, it's just bullshit. It's nothing. It's yeah. just... It's th- what Basically, what they're saying there is, make your own fucking Mario game. We're not making it for you now. Sure. Buy it. You make it. We're washing our hands and making Mario now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. And Nintendo continues to push into the mobile development. Um, and I think it's great that they're, they're at least creating original titles yeah. rather than just porting. They yeah. have delayed the Animal Crossing and... Fire Emblem apps that they had planned to 2017 before March 2017. Hopefully. Or, which is a, quite convenient because that's when the NX is launching. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that gives them time to polish it to the point where they, they feel comfortable to release it. We'll see, yeah. And that we'll get something I would guess that they are going to have a conference at some point in the, the next four months where they're going to show off the NX. The NX, I am about 80% certain will have some kind of mobile integration. Sure. Because there is not, I can't think of many more reasons that they would delay these two apps specifically to before March 2017, which is when that console is meant to launch. It, it just seems too coincidental. Like, whether they're going to, like, they, they used to have Nintendo Space World, yeah. is that what it was called? Uh, where they announced the GameCube back in, like, early 2000s and stuff like that. They could easily just, like, have another one of those or a Nintendo Direct or. But like the, you can't really have an Nintendo Direct for a console. You need people to get hands on with it. Do you think that Nintendo moving into them like so far? How would you grade their entry into the mobile space? Do you think that it's so? The only thing I've actually played, because I, um, well, I, I mean, Pokemon goes mostly in Yantek, but yeah. the only thing I played is uh, Mitomo. Mitomo was Mitomo not good. Was bad. I, I think it started off as an interesting novelty, but then it just yeah. started to feel slightly invasive. It was all about... It was purely about building a profile around me yeah. and my friends. And I, I know initially, like I say, it, it was, was a survey. It, it was cute. a consumer survey. Cute yeah. It was a, it was it really a consumer was. survey with a Nintendo skin where they were like, do you like... 
What do you like? What do you prefer, cats or dogs? It's yeah. like, okay, you like cats, so we'll only now sell cat things to you. Yeah. It's like, or, do or, you like, what do you like to eat? What do you like to listen to? What did you do today? Yeah. What did your friends do today? What do your friends like? What do your friends want to buy? You know, what it's I'd like, be interested in it's, it's like the most overt um, like way of gathering data yeah. about people is just to ask them. What I'd be interested because uh, as, as far as I remember, you could tie your Nintendo ID to it. Yeah. I'd be interested to see, like, I don't think this affects like how the Wii U eShop works or anything like that. Not as far, not to my knowledge anyway. I'd be interested to see like, if people that do play Miitomo or did play Miitomo, if their decisions that they made in the game would affect how the, e- the eShop, if that's what's going to be called, works in the NX. I know that certainly they did have discounts um, for people based on... You could collect coins and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, so. and you could spend them on... The, which is a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, because you know, you're actually getting something back out of it. Yeah. One of the things that I didn't like about Mitomo, because they sold it as like a social networking thing it was basically like a social network kind yeah, of yeah um but you had no uh autonomy or, or control over what you could post about sure it would come and go you need to post about this thing and that was the thing that really made it feel yeah. like a consumer <laughs> survey was the fact that you couldn't just go and post about what was on your mind they were Mitomo obviously had things and an agenda that it wanted yeah. out of you. you. You couldn't say, oh, I had a great day with my yeah. friends, X, Y, Z. Yeah. It was like, if it asked you, what did you do today? You yeah, it in, but it's not the other way around. It, was, it wasn't you telling it. The thing was, like, it's they tr- it didn't integrate with anything because Nintendo already have a social network, which is Miiverse. Sure. So why didn't they... Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, you could post stuff from Miiverse to Mitomo or vice versa. Like if they could bring things in for that, like, what do you think of this drawing that somebody's made? And it's a penis. And you go, <laughs> I don't like that. Or um, and if it's a really nice drawing of Bayonetta, you go, I like that. And it says, oh, we'll show you more stuff from Bayonetta. Yeah, or, from, from, or from, from this title. artist. That's yeah, thing, it's never that. really, for, for all of the answering questions you did, it never really changed Mitomo. No. no. Or brought up, and you'd look at what other people are posting. And it never really felt like when you were looking at that, you never really felt like it was for you to look at. Do, do no. you kind of feel that like um, if if they had, it would feel more invasive or less invasive? Uh, like, do, do, do you kind of feel like these answers that you've been feeding into yeah. it are going into a black box somewhere? And they're the thing is with Facebook is exactly the same thing. Facebook is using the social network to build profiles to advertise to you and sure. to market to you, but it's a reciprocal relationship. Of course. What did you get out of Mitomo? What did you get out of Facebook? Out of Facebook, you get lots out of that. I guess I, from Mitomo, you can kind of see what your friends are doing. Yeah, but when like, because when I was looking at what people would post on Mitomo, I never felt like they were talking to me. No, they were talking. They weren't wanting to tell me something. They were telling Mitomo something. Yeah. Um, answering a question that nobody had asked. Mitomo had asked. When you look at Facebook, Facebook is I want to tell my friends this, and if Facebook, the company can glean some sort of information from that, which they can use to then sell you things. That's like a reciprocal relationship. It's a free service, Facebook, for the most part. So when they take that information, it's a bit shady and dodgy, but most people, I think, go onto Facebook knowing that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. But a, a free service, yeah, typically, you It's are like a third-party listening into your conversation and going, oh, they like that what? thing. But on Mitomo, it felt like everyone was having a conversation with Mitomo, and you could see other people doing it, but I don't, I could never for the life of me work out why that was something I would want to see. And there were some things that's interesting. It's like, oh, so-and-so likes this, but it was never, a con- it never felt like a, a social thing between me and my friends. 
I don't just, know if it's maybe like a a cultural thing because a, yeah. a lot of the stuff that popped up on the Wii um, I can't remember what it's called I think it was still called the Nintendo Network at the time when, yeah. when they had Ask Me and I think that's quite a cultural thing like where it's all based on population oh, that, that, that was the, than yourself was it's all the, like what do, you, what do all these people think rather yeah. than what do you think those were those were polls yeah that, that was interesting because you could see yeah what people thought on it but this is too it just didn't find a comfortable place yes no no definitely I, agree. I mean we can maybe put it down to Nintendo's first foray yeah I think yeah just maybe not not certain about integration yeah. or like how to approach it. I mean, it like it was entertaining for a yeah. little while, and it, um, I, I mean, a lot of us jumped onto it, and it was. I, I guess it was kind of fun being able to customize characters, playing mm-hmm. around with it. But. Yeah, I mean, I think like because I was saying like with Facebook, people don't tend to mind that Facebook is using that information. Yeah, and I think Nintendo, it wasn't a mal- like a malicious thing. They kind of wanted to make a social sure. app. They just didn't strike the right balance, and no. it failed. So um, we've we've spoken about the the Apple keynote. We've kind of jumped onto a few tangents. Yeah, uh, that's been almost an hour, believe it or not. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We, um, clearly not speaking fast enough. No, um, no. but uh, I think it's it's definitely worth uh, talking about the other big event this week, uh, which was the the PlayStation meeting. Yes. Um, so it was that was hosted by Andrew House, I think. Who, uh, who was in the house? It was in fact Andrew House. Um, Andrew House and Mark Mark Kearney. Yeah, we did get a PlayStation. I will look at PlayStation. Um, Mark Kearney, who has a very soothing voice, and and Mark Cerny, who it, yeah, it was it was like listening to somebody. I, I don't know. It was like listening to Cotton Buds or something. If you if he was come to your house and say everything will be fine, you would believe him. It was it was the vocal equivalent of someone rubbing rabbits on your face. <laughs> yeah, really nice rabbits. This is the guy who's friends with Hideo Kojima. Yes, that's him. Yeah. Um, on the sort of trip around the world. Room. Yes, okay. that's him. Uh, Mark Cerny also is involved in Last Guardian. Um, <laughs> Allegedly. Are we, are we casting, are we casting aspersions? <laughs> well, we were wondering where it's been for the last couple of months. Yeah, like it's... It's supposed to be coming out soon. We'd yeah, it comes out next month. So. Oh. Um, but yeah, like the PlayStation meeting lasted about an hour. Um, it introduced two new models of the PlayStation 4. The PlayStation 4 Slim which is a smaller, more power-efficient um, version of the original PlayStation And before. obviously it leaked a, a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, it leaked because week. it appeared on Gumtree. Somebody had a boxed one, a retail boxed one, and said, I don't know what this is, somebody buy it from me. And then later <laughs> on, Game Informer found one at CEX. Do we, do we think this was an intentional uh, leak? Um, what's probably happened, me and Liam discussed this, is it's probably been like a, a warehouse somewhere in the UK. And somebody's just picked one up. Right. These things happen all the time in business. Like, yeah. folk will just take stuff, pallets, and fuck off. Um, and obviously, somebody's just picked it up. Yeah. I think it was just a normal PlayStation. But the thing that the, it was such a weird way for it to come out because yeah. Game Informer tweeted it or whatever, and it was just a photo of a, a PS Slim sitting on the floor behind a counter at C- CEX, and nobody at CEX was making a big thing of it. It wasn't no, out on the shop floor there. or anything. It was just there, like open. But you couldn't see inside it. It was just a box. And it was like, we found one in the wild. It's a slim. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think the major features of that are, like, um, it's smaller, more powerful, it has faster Wi-Fi. And the five, op- is it 5 gigahertz or whatever? Um, yeah. Um, optical out's missing. But the optical out is back in the PS4 Pro, which has been called the PS4 Neo or the PS4K, depending on where you looked at Very nice segue. And definitely the more exciting part of the, the conference. Yes. Um 
it or is, most disappointing, depending on how you look at it or who you what. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, this is the funny thing because a lot of people are like, I mean, fair enough. People are comparing it to Scorpio, and which, I mean, it's, it's a fair comparison because they're basically the same thing. The Scorpio being the upgraded version of the Xbox One, which will play according to them, as far as I'm aware, in native 4K. The PS4 Pro does not play in native upscaled. 4K. It's upscaled 1080p to 4K with HDR. Is this for the games or for the... For the actual no console itself. It does right. not actually output in native 4K. And there's no Blu-ray. You can't watch there's, 4K Blu-ray. That, that was addressed... I, I know the Blu-ray was addressed as being something they would add later through a firmware upgrade. Right, okay. But I, I didn't know that. about the upscaling for 4K. Yeah, it's, I, I, think, I think some things like... They can't actually have like, games output completely in native 4K. I think some components can be, but the actual... Is this to do with the way that the games would have to work on... I think so, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't 100% clear because I'm not... Really sh- I've never been that 100% clear on how, like, how TVs work and how 4K output works and all that and I'm not hugely clear on that but I have heard like a couple of, well not even heard but like the the way that they're doing this is probably more the logical decision to do this in terms of when the Scorpio's coming out which is late next year Sure. Um, release it now release a more powerful version, version of your current console that can output output in some form of 4K that will be able to uh, like play games that are better fidelity and all that kind of thing for a cheap price it's 350 quid yes. which is the same as what the PS4 was when it launched um, and launch it a year before it's what I was thinking about this other night it's basically what a good Wii U launch should have been they had the year advantage and everything else obviously it's not a new console but like they had the year advantage launch it now launch it for a good price but you're not you've not got the caveat of having to sell it as an entirely new console. Sure. Which, the difference being they've already got a fantastic back catalogue. They've already got a, a catalogue, they've already got a, a big pool of people that are gonna buy the forty million PS4 sold or something like that. So like at least a couple of million are gonna buy it. So Which came first, the the Neo or the Xbox one? Which one was the one Scorpio was announced at E3. Yeah, well, I, I know that that was announced then, but so, alright, so this, yeah, okay. But we kind of knew about the, the new PlayStation before then, didn't we? Um, it was Andrew House uh, um, confirmed its existence at E3. Right, okay. But they said they didn't want to talk about but it. But which one did we know about first? The Neo, I believe. Okay, because I was going to say, is it maybe. On Pro, sorry. Um, Knee jerk reaction for yeah. Well, because uh, they Microsoft. see, maybe they knew that, maybe they saw Microsoft doing this thing, which is going to be a. A new incremental update to their current console lineup, and they thought if they've got that, people will jump ship from Sony to this. Maybe the reason why it's not as powerful or as good or an upgrade yeah. as the Scorpio is, is because they were like, we just need something to appease people to bring us up to that to keep people in yeah. our ecosystem. So, for full disclosure, did any of you guys have a PlayStation? Uh, sorry, an Xbox One? No, no, no. So we're all we're all PlayStation yeah. players. That's I think it's worth mentioning because it's. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't consider an Xbox One. It's no, it's just not going to happen. Like, no, I mean, well, for I, me, I, I, it's purely about the, the games that are released on it. I'm much more interested in the titles that are on yeah. the PlayStation. There are, not, there there are two titles one. that I would buy on the Xbox One, and that's currently Dead Rising 4 and Scalebound. I would add to that Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And some other games that I would like to play. But the thing is, I'm not saying that the Xbox One is a bad console in its current form, and that it has a bad catalogue. I'm just saying, like, I would just say that when the Xbox One was announced... PlayStation 4 was the obvious choice. So, of course, I was going to buy a PlayStation 4 then. Yeah. Now, there is no reason to buy an Xbox One over a PlayStation 4. Sure. 
necessarily. It's more down to choice, I guess, because it's, it's a perfectly fine console with a perfectly fine catalog of games. Mm-hmm. A lot of the same games. But the PlayStation 4 was the better deal, and I think now is still... It's, it's maintained just, a, a yeah. consistent yeah. Uh, release and of good titles yeah. that are yeah. exclusive to that console. So there's yeah. no reason for me to consider an Xbox One, even to buy one as a secondary console. There's just no reason sure. to buy it. To I, spend that money is... I think yeah. now as well, like uh, there were a few titles um, at E3 that caught my attention. Um, mostly um, the new Gears of War game. But yeah. as soon as they announced that that was going to be released in parallel on, uh, PC. on PC, because I've got a or fairly powerful Windows gaming 10. rig, uh, I'm, I'm quite happy to to pick it up on, on yeah, PC. Yeah, yeah there's, no, there's no real reason to buy an Xbox, or even the Scorpio, if you've got like a powerful enough PC. Did they not say most games that come out on Windows 10? Because they specifically say Windows 10. Because yes, it's not, not so, yeah. It's not PC, it's actually no, the Windows yeah. 10 that they it for. It's, we're not talking about like a Steam release yeah. here. No. It'll be uh, games, games for, for Windows, Windows or whatever their current um, equivalent is. Yeah. Yeah. They ended. I think it's uh, just Windows 10, because Windows 10 and Windows 8 have that weird app store, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So it's some strange... Strange walled garden that Microsoft have made it is. that is and it's, not a thing Microsoft have done. I think it's in, in competition with, with Steam because there yeah. was this whole thing about Gabe saying he, he didn't want to release Steam through their through their Play Store because like, they were yeah. going to take a cut or something and he, he yeah. felt it was really closing off what was originally a really yeah. open operating system. Yeah. yeah. Um, to bring it back to the PlayStation meeting, please do. Um, so the Pro works in a couple of different ways. Um, depending on your stream and depending on the game. Um, the console will be able to tell whether you're outputting on a 1080p or a 4K screen, for one thing. Um, so it will adapt accordingly. Um, patches for games, like all games should technically be compatible with the PS4 Pro. It's just down to the developer making a patch for it, if they decide to or not. Um, and all new games will be available on the original PlayStation 4. As yeah, well. there, there is no PS4. Pro exclusive games. There okay. is no such thing. Um, it's like the new 3DS. In fact, uh, no, no, there is an exclusive new 3DS title, Xenoblade Chronicles. Absolutely. But yeah, a- apart from that, effectively the same. Um, they've not said whether PS4 games that don't have a patch will load faster than that. It might. They don't know. Um, or nobody knows. Did they not? Um, well, there's, I mean, they didn't mention anything to the fact. I mean, it would make sense if they would load faster because the hardware's better. I would have thought so, yeah, because you can swap out your hard drive and then it makes some of the loading screens go faster as well. Yeah, so it's part, like I mean, if you've got a terabyte hard drive as opposed to a five hundred gig, which you do in this instance. So yeah, well, I mean, not not even space. I mean, um, you can swap out your uh, two point five SATA for uh, nice, SSD. Which, oh right, which makes the actual loading times a little faster. So the, oh. there's a guy on um, YouTube. Uh, you guys can Google this. Um, he compared games like Bloodborne, and um, mm. it, it did it did cut down uh, loading screens in some cases. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, like like you both said, I mean, if the hardware is better, then we can we can assume that that games that we play just now will load quicker. Um, but the main thing is obviously the patches to existing games. So a couple of the existing games, like some of the big ones, are Uncharted Four, which yeah. um, they're going to uh, that's an HDR support, and I think they're bumping up the resolution. Um, so like they, they made a huge deal about HDR, like color fidelity and all that kind of thing. Um, they were really into that. So HDR as well. That's like uh, darker black colors on the screen. They have a 
they can display more uh, vibrant colors well, as well. Yeah, dynamic range is always high dynamic range. Yeah. Um, all PlayStation fours, including vanilla PlayStation fours, will be updated to support HDR next week or this week, depending on when you're listening to it or when we release it. Um, but in order to to take full advantage, uh, you would advantage. need a 4K screen anyway. Well, I, I mean, yeah, okay. That makes sense. I, I, I didn't know if uh, HDR was exclusive to 4K televisions, but... Uh, I, I think know I'm, you're buying a PlayStation Pro. Yes, yes, I Will am. you be buying a 4K television? Not right now. No. The reason being is because the PS4 Pro will still support 1080p output, um, and patches for specific games will have different settings to accommodate for that. So, for example, I think one of them is, uh, I believe, The Witness, the... Um, Jonathan Blow game. Um, is that his name? The guy yes. that made yes. that one. Jordan. Bray, that's the one. Um, I think they said that, like. Why does the witness need to use PlayStation 4? Uh, uh, one of them is higher, higher um, resolution output. But the and game doesn't. like. You're not going to get anything like, better graphics on that game. It's not. I mean, it's not. Look, I'm not Jonathan Blow. Don't, don't you ask oh, we know. <laughs> but uh, yeah but like, there's a couple of different games that uh, who's going to replay The Witness I've never replayed it in the first place excellent no, but it's not a game you can replay no no if you've I mean you, there's more stuff to find but that's not really replaying this finding new content like that <laughs> whatever but um, a couple of the games that are being supported are like Uncharted 4 uh, Persona 5 which I- it was just just for uh, any of my regular listeners was my most anticipated game of 2016. Um, very very much looking forward to it. Fun, funnily enough, uh, is it not supposed to be next month in Japan? It's um, in four days in Japan. Holy shit! I can't um, wait. <laughs> funnily enough, after the PlayStation meeting, um, PS4 Pro pre-orders shot to the top of Amazon's list in Japan. I pre-ordered one. Um, but PS4, like the, the top four items in Amazon for Japan right now are. Uh, PS4 Pro, PS4 Slim, um, Persona 5, and the PS4 Slim and Persona 5 bundle. So, yeah, that's tells you everything. Oh, fuck. Um, that's my radiator. Oh, um, what other games? Uh, Resident Evil 7 okay. um, is getting an update, um, which also leads into like, VR games will also run better on the PS4 Pro. Like, I think they said that will run about like two times two times more efficient. Which makes sense, because you have to have a really powerful graphics processor yeah. to support um, the, the screens on the the oh, VR. Yes, VR. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to be running at like 120 frames per second yeah. on two screens. Oh, because it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like... It's, yeah, it's so close to your face and like it, to avoid motion sickness or... Yeah. Is it I, the I same sh- reason that um, films that do 3D in the cinema need to run at like double the frame rate? I guess so, because I mean, is it not flickering between two images? Yeah, that's how it works I, in the cinema. Yeah, I should know more about it. Two polarised images. One's... That's why the two lenses... Fuck. <laughs> they're different like different pol- like I don't know exactly but w- w- the lenses are polarised so one lens is like going one way and the other's going the other way uh, yeah that makes sense yeah. so it'll show you one frame and one lens and then the other frame and the other lens but it'll switch between them on the screen that's mm. how it works um, but um, I used to think that you put the glasses on and it flashed lights in your face <laughs> <laughs> but um, other games uh, nothing as huge as the ones I've mentioned obviously you've got Horizon Zero Dawn which I think I should. I, I feel like I want to like it more than I actually do. I don't like it. Um, I'm not. Well, I'm not. I don't like it. I'm just not interested. I, I like the it, idea. It looks incredibly pretty, but do we? I mean, do we know much about the? Do you know what it fucking looks like? No Man's Sky. I uh, just don't, uh, no no. I mean, yeah. not in the sense that um, 
I mean, obviously there's much more to it than No Man's Sky. But it's the same kind of gameplay, isn't it? It's finding, like, materials and killing things to get materials. But I, I think it's much, much I think it's more, more like an open, open world RPG type thing. Right, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because what I got from it is you, you're hunting things, you kill things, you get materials and you do shit. What annoys me is it's like, it's like, fine female protagonist, I'm getting into fucking shaky territory here, but whatever. Um, she's an archer, again. That's That's been a common <laughs> trope recently. And she's a female archer and she's got tied back hair that's red. Great. Um, and then she talks all the fucking time. That's that doesn't annoy me, and that it's, it's all this chance like, oh, it's there. Oh, gotta climb this. Oh, there's a monster. It's like, oh, shut the fuck up. But they do it in Uncharted Four as well, in Uncharted any Uncharted game where Nathan Drake's always like, gotta get the over there, yeah. or I'm being shot at. Or like, I'm a fucking oh, idiot. Yes, oh, one lane, quick. Oh. I mean, I mean, does that like uh, immerse the player more? Or do you know, like, do you it know, takes me no, out. Do you know what I think it is? It's a backlash against the silent protag. Right. Because yeah. the silent protag. Is I think is amazing. Like I don't think that you can, you know. I think most games, unless it's an RPG or anything where there's a very in deep story, I think you should always go for the silent protag. Yeah. So, but we the silent protag got criticised by certain people. I don't know who and what their exact argument was, but I think now there's a trend to sort of go, oh, the silent protag's stupid. You know, there's a backlash against it. So now they're like, better have our characters say stuff. But who cares if it's the most inane shit ever yeah. that doesn't add anything to the tension of the scene or, you know, it's just... If I can hate it, just shut your character up for five minutes. Yeah. Unless yeah, it's, it's, something, unless it's like much. specifically um, a game like a South Park game or, or something where you want you want to have your character spouting dumb shit all the time. Characters yeah. that you already know and identify with and yeah. expect certain... Um, reactions to certain things if it's like Nathan Drake can shut up while he's climbing a wall Tomb Raider whatever her name is Lara Croft Croft. she can shut up while she's walking through hell no she needs to fall into a million pits of spikes and scream because that's what the new Tomb Raider games are all about Lara Croft being a thing do you like those games Um, Tomb Raider 2013 was fine I've not played the second one The, the Rise of the Tomb Raider is really good. Is it? I mean, like, I really enjoyed 2013 as well. Like, oh, I enjoyed it. I, just, I really love good narrative games. And I know yeah. that when you're talking well, about no, but the thing Nathan is, Drake can shut up. No, but no, but Nathan Drake can shut up and still be in a narrative game. Having your character say stupid shit while he's climbing a wall is not the same as having a narrative. But Because it, it's so, not a narrative, it's just like, oh, They got around that dumb a little shit. in the latest Uncharted. And this is, this the is latest Uncharted was amazing, but he still said dumb he, shit. He, he, yeah, okay. He, I mean, it's a video game, you're not... Yeah, and that no, I mean that that even that like kind of that sets a certain, but it's it's almost like I'm discrediting it for being a video game. But yeah. by adding that extra character, Sam, and the, the, no, it, but that's it, the thing. The pattern between, between Sam, the yeah. two of them was like but it that's was different. Contextual. My issue isn't so much with having characters talk to each other and banter. Um, my issue is between is when there's the bits when they split up. Like Nathan Drake never shuts up, and Lara yeah. Croft. Never shuts up. And sure, it's when it you it's when it's where there's like, tension yeah. and they just in the in the world of the game, the player is Nathan Drake. The player isn't there. So why is Nathan Drake talking to the player? Sure, he should shut up for a moment. If there's no other characters and if you're just climbing a wall, you should be lost in the moment of Nathan Drake climbing the wall. And any thoughts that come out of that should be your thoughts. You guys you have don't to talk to yourself. No, but the, the Nathan Drake. What Nathan Drake says is Nathan Drake's internal monologue. But they have to voice it somehow. So he just says this shit. So he falls and he's like, says like, 
oh, that was close. But right. Nathan Drake shouldn't be saying, oh, that was close. I should be there going, shit, that was close. I mean, I'm the one that's thinking that well, was close. But they don't need to have Nathan Drake say it. They should just have him Here's, shut a, good, here's a good example. Climbing the ladder on Snake Eater. Yeah. You know, Snake that, never that says was, a fucking word. That was beautiful. But they just play the vocals to the music and that sets the tone yeah. perfectly. Snake doesn't need to talk. Snake. He doesn't need to say a thing. Snake never says shit on the last Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, we yeah. always have a moment. Yeah, put a penny in the jar. Okay. Oh. Piss! Um, um, so, do you mind if I read off the list of... Um, PlayStation Pro titles that you sent me earlier. Yes, go ahead. So these are titles that are confirmed for PlayStation Pro uh, support. As far as I'm aware, yes. Uh, so we've got Yakuza 6 and Yakuza 0, Persona 5, Hero- Her- the Horizon, Final Fantasy 15, yep. Rise of the Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. For Honor, yep. uh, Resident Evil 7, yep. Shadow of Mordor, which yep. is, that's quite an old one, right? It's quite an old title, yeah. That's Who would be one. playing that now, though? I want to know. Maybe more people if it's being upscaled, I guess. I guess. Yeah. And, uh, we've also got Deus Ex Mankind Divided, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Uncharted 4, and Watch Dogs 2. Yeah. Um, no Bloodborne, which is bullshit. From software... No, no um, Dark Souls 3 either, which is quite yeah. a title. You might expect it. I mean, especially if it's... Uh, because it's but who's, who's, DLC's like, coming out soon But who's going to make... Like, the thing is... We can sit here and go, that game should have that mm-hmm. yeah. thing, but... It does come down to who is going to be developing it. So if you look yeah. at FromSoft, don't have the resources to do that. Not necessarily. But I mean, if they're, if they're still working on yeah. DLC, they might see it as a marketing tool. Yeah. And then also, do like FromSoft obviously have an issue with optimization. Yeah. So does giving them better hardware necessarily mean they're going to be able to do anything with it? It's true. Mm-hmm. So maybe someone at FromSoft thought, this would be great for Bloodborne, but it doesn't play to our strengths as a developer. Sure. I mean, so that's, that's entirely possible. Bloodborne looks incredible, doesn't run all that well. Destiny looks incredible, runs really well sure. on the same hardware. And they both look about as good as each other. One developer hasn't optimized it very well. All I think that by giving FromSoft extra hardware, they probably wouldn't know what to do with it. Not as a criticism of them, just that they don't have those resources. It's just not available to them. All I want from a Bloodborne patch is more villagers so they can chat more. Away! Away! You cursed! <laughs> cursed beast! Because <laughs> that was great. Fuck, that game's really good. I love that game. Anyway, that's. Um, so, yeah, the PlayStation 4 Pro. Um, there's been, like, I think most people are kind of positive towards it. There are. There is some obviously negative backlash, but that was going to happen with I this kind of thing anyway. Yeah. So, um, it's not. People had expectations about it. Yeah, I think pe- people were expecting it to be this all powerful, like. God console, and that is, that's not what it is. It's a slightly bit, it's a PlayStation 4 that runs twice as good. That's what it is. Do um, you think it's going to sell more tellies? 4K tellies? No, I don't think so. Not right now. Um, it will probably sell well enough that they'll have an install base that if they, um, I don't know if Sony have like a big title next year and they'll say, oh, well, it looks like this on the PlayStation 4, but it looks like this on the PlayStation 4 Pro, and he'll go, oh, my God, I need a fucking 4K telly to run that As, as they watch on their 720s. Yes, but here's another thing. They've confirmed Netflix and YouTube 4K support for it as well. That's interesting. That, I mean, that's that's an area where you potentially catch a lot of people, right? Exactly, yeah. Because like, even non-gamers are going to enjoy like, 4K Net- television. If they can get, like, Net- Netflix and YouTube's a start, if they can get, like... I don't know, Crunchyroll, for example. I know there's not a huge amount of, like, even 1080p anime. Like, I know it exists. 
4K anime. Like I, what? I hadn't even considered it. No, like um, you can see the the crack in Hanakawa's ass really clearly this time. For example, I don't know. Dave, stop it. Um, can we just you're exciting me as a group that anime is filth. Anime is. For it. It's uh, <laughs> we saw enough of it in Akihabara. Ozaren has never been an anime website. Or, or is that to, is oh, that for real? No, it was never an anime <laughs> website back in May of 2012. <laughs> okay, um, let's make a statement as a podcast. Anime is the the tits. It's great. I love it. I watch all of that shit. Anime is tits. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I really it's, like Evangelion. It's post ironic humor. I get with the program, brother. I, I enjoy anime, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if it has any place. But the last but anime I watched is legitimately um, the last two anime I watched were. Um, Oshita Galko-chan and then <laughs> Final Fantasy XV Brotherhood. That's was, how much I watch anime. I was, I was, I was Space Dandy. I was watching Berserk yesterday. Oh, Berserk is good. Oh, the new one? The, yeah, the new series. Is that not 3G, 3D CG or something like that? It is. The, it's the same as the films. Is it? Um, yeah. Well, the King Egg or whatever. King Egg? <laughs> it's called the fucking King Egg. I don't yeah, know. you know, it's, it's fair. Like The, the Berserk the films, are all, they've all been... Oh, I thought, I thought, they, were, kind of I thought they were 2D. Oh. I, I, think, I think it's like a mix. It's I think there was a mix. Yeah, yeah. I think there was there's, there's quite a lot of 3D and then like a are we gonna scoping. Talk about Kingsley this week. So we, we are, yes, but I'm going to split it into a separate podcast. Okay. Because uh, this has gone on for over an hour now and I think we've we've spoken a lot about the, the industry events and okay. hardware and this, yeah. this can be something separate. So are we going to bring this to an end? We're going to bring this to an end. We can call it a DLC podcast. Oh, it's oh. okay, it's okay. It's, it's, it's free. Yeah. Um, yeah, give us five quid and you can hear us talk about Kingsley. Don't, don't send him any money. You'll you'll never see anything. I won't um, tell you shit about King's Life. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if you listen all the way to the end, good going. Congrats. Uh, and please uh, check out our other King's Life podcast. Um, if you want to offer us any corrections, comments, or feedback, we will gladly... Not listen to them. Uh, yeah, we will. We'll, we, we're, I'm desperate for any feedback on yeah. this. Um, uh, so, yeah, get in touch with us on Twitter. Um, we'll post links along with the podcast and uh yeah yeah thanks